Welcome to Interpride, the global voices of pride podcast powered by Interpride, where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA community. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. During Sydney World Pride, we caught up with Sean and May, who are with Taiwan Tongzhi Hotline Association. Let's hear about what's happening in Taiwan, especially after the country became the first in Asia to pass marriage equality. Hi, everyone. My name is Sean Du, and I'm from the Taiwan Tongzhi Hotline Association. Tongzhi means LGBT in Mandarin. So we are the first national LGBTQ organization in Taiwan, and I, my pronoun is he, him. Yeah, and I'm May. I'm also from the Taiwan Tongzhi Hotline Association. My pronoun is she and her. Tell us about Tongzhi Hotline Association. Okay, so uh, my organization, Taiwan Tongzhi Hotline Association, was founded in 1998, and it started to provide like, telephone consultation services to LGBTQ people in Taiwan. Uh, because at that time, we just uh, saw that there are several sad news about like uh, LGBT teenagers committed suicide. So. Uh, activists want to do more to share information and resources to LGBT. And later, we expand our work into like different part because we want to deal with like different uh, various uh, needs and requirements for LGBT's uh, life. So our work can divide it into four parts. The first part is direct services to LGBT and their family members. And the second part is social education because Taiwan, we passed the Gender Equity Education Act in 2004, so we have the chance to go to schools to teach students and teachers about LGBT issues. And uh, the third part is about advocacy work, like we work together with other organizations trying to um, achieve uh, like the human rights for LGBT. Like recently, we just uh, legalized same-sex marriage in 2019. Yeah, and uh, the fourth part, international connection. So we are also part of the enterprise. Congratulations on marriage equality being passed. What's Taiwan like today after the country became the first Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage? Yeah, now it's uh, almost like uh, three and a half years after uh, we legalized same-sex marriage. So now we have like uh, around 10,000 couples, same-sex couples, um, getting married. And um, the whole society has become uh, like more acceptable and more like friendly to LGBT um, as a whole. But I must say that still we have like strong... Um, anti-LGBT uh, movement, and now their targets are toward to transgender people. Yeah, and also we still see that there are some um, issues happen like in, uh, in, in the workplace and also in schools. Like uh, LGBT students still face um, like verbal harassment or like uh, unfriendly um, uh, like interpersonal relations. Yeah, and uh, in the workplace, uh, many LGBT still don't come out to their colleagues or their supervisors. Yeah, so that's uh, something that we th think that we still need to do more. Yeah, but uh, uh, we must say, like, after marriage, uh, same-sex marriage passing in Taiwan, I think the society also recognized actually it's nothing happened to them actually yeah. to the public it's like nothing changed the changing things now, like um, now they have more weddings to attend yeah uh, yeah <laughs> the only change is like a good side it's not like a, because before like a, all the anti-LGBT 
people they will always say, oh, if you pass a same-sex marriage, and probably everyone will become the LGBT people, and the, like、uh, the mother will disappears, and everything like a lot of misinformation. But after we pass that, and the society can see, actually, it's like a、uh, pretty much the same. It's just like、uh, there's a、uh, more people live more happily. Yeah. What do you think influences the anti-LGBTQIA plus sentiments? I mean, the anti-LGBTQ um uh groups in Taiwan uh basically they are like Christian and Catholic based uh yeah backgrounds yeah yeah and、uh, I must say that unfortunately like um at least one of them we know that I've been newly elected as the city councilor in Taipei City. And also, we all know that like some、uh, legislators and some city councilors are also have this kind of uh, anti uh, really uh, LGBT um, um, orientation. Yeah. So,、uh, unfortunately, now we also have like more LGBT friendly city councilors and legislators in Taiwan. So we hope that we can have more. Power and more、uh, friends, allies in the political area. Yeah, and、uh, also I think、um, because because all the marriage equality campaign in Taiwan, I think the LGBT community they uh, uh, start to notice it's very important to、uh, engage in the politician politics. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's also a very good way to make everyone has awareness to you have to fight for your own rights. Yeah. Specifically, there is an increase in anti-trans efforts in Taiwan. Tell us about that. Because、um, I think after the same-sex marriage passed, and the, the、uh, in, in, inside our community, we start also、uh, we talk about trans issue from like a long time ago. But、uh, after this, like a、uh, a little bit treatment after that, and、uh, I think we. The anti-LGBT group they also need an agenda, and the trans it seems like a, a new target, and also from the other country experience. And、uh, because in Taiwan now we don't really have like a, a law about like a change your ID, so、uh, now it's we are also in the process about to、uh, if we will have like a legal.、Uh, Gender? I mean, how to say that? I mean, we we do have like regulations about about、uh, gender recognition, but yeah, to change your ID, change、uh, change your gender on your ID card. But uh, uh, like May say that it's not a、uh, law. So that's why like all the environment they start have a misinformation again. Like、uh, especially there's a、uh, most targets on trans women. So we can see like、uh, many discussion and they are not in the very friendly way to say that. And、uh, we also think in within the LGBT community we also have to teach our. Family, what the、L、transgender is. So in our organization, it's also our like focus work. Uh, in recent years, yeah, to teach our community what is transgender. Yeah, and also the we want to、uh, let the public know more about this issue. So we also have like a trans march since two thousand nineteen. Last question for you. We were sad to hear that we are not headed to Taiwan in 2025 for World Pride, which would have made it the first Asian country to host World Pride. Do you think that there's hope in the future? Of course, we really want to hold this kind of big、uh, event happen in Taiwan because, like my organization, we 
hold the we held the uh, 2015 Yoga Asia Conference, and I must say that it's really important for athletes in Taiwan to get to know more like internationally and let uh, like the international athletes to know more about Taiwan. So yeah, hopefully we can have this uh, World Pride happen in Taiwan soon. <laughs> but, but I should also mention like Taiwan Pride is still like a very fun in, yeah. Yeah, in Asia. So welcome to everyone like uh, our prize in October. Yeah, yeah. so. Let me do a, a little bit of advertisement. So our Taiwan Prize, always, Taiwan LGBT Prize, always on the last Saturday in October. So this year it will be on October 28th. And on the Friday evening, 27th, we will have our Transgender March. And we really welcome you to come to Taiwan to join us. Thank you, Sean and May, for joining us for Interpod. And thank you to all of you for joining us and listening in and supporting Interpod. By the way, our World Conference is coming up this fall. It's happening in San Diego, California. And so we hope to see you there. You can head to interpride.org to find out more information. You can also find more information about the grants that we give away, which is the Solidarity Grant, the Humanitarian Aid Grant, and also scholarship grants. I'm Michelle Miao, host of Interpod, the global voices of Pride podcast powered by Interpride, where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA plus community. We'll see you next time.